street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. If the, the goal should be, so let's say if um, John is interviewing someone, the goal should for John is to be to talk maybe 20% of the time, no more, right. and, and just listen. And, and then if whatever, was it Jay? Whatever Jay says uh, about, let's say, why he believes in Yahweh or Jesus, uh, you know, just ask why. Do you believe that? And uh, that's it. You don't, like, I, John, I was hearing you say stuff like, oh, so you, well, at least you're not a, a uh, uh, young earth creationist like you don't say stuff like that because that raises defenses right you just you, you basically want to let the person do the talking and just hey but you know why do you believe this and then they give an answer and then say well if 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 it was that was not true would you still believe it if the answer is yes then that's not the real reason so you move on to the right. next right and so that's the thing like because earlier while well, i did one that tried to engage in you know simply allowing him to you know elaborate his point I also did a three-minute uh, discussion where it was em emphasizing the steamroller types, which I've encountered those, and there could be some SEs or just atheists in general that will be amateurs and will utilize this where they ask questions, but they they don't catch on yet to the patience uh, aspect, which I think both sides need to focus on is you know allowing the person to finish the response, and instead he either a interrupts or just out of his behavior sort of gets like very snarky and tries to yeah. move it to another topic. But like I, I, I would love to demonstrate. Like, put put the clock on for two or three minutes if you want, and and so. But this is an interview, right? So, and I, and you guys can do it back well, on. Just me. like just like sev several different ideas and scenarios where someone would meet in the streets, and would occur with this. And so that's what ultimately we're trying to do here. So how about this? Uh, I'll I'll be generous and give fifteen minutes. Um, like let's just say it's at that time, like maybe class just got off of a, of a college campus and the person had I don't it want like, 15 minutes. That's too long. <laughs> but anyhow, well, for back and forth? no, no, for an interview, this is not a back and forth. And then you can switch oh, if you want later. Yeah. Oh. The SE is an interview. It's not a okay. back and forth. Well, no, but I know can... that. But I mean, I'm talking about like back and forth as in like the question, the Q&A and the exchange that goes on. Like I know there's a, it's just, a, it's definitely some questions and such. But let, I guess let me ask that real quick. Why for for street epistemology is it just like you know things like three minutes? I I think that's kind of like what Anthony does. Like he mentions that he puts it on a time limit. Yeah. Uh, why why is it reduced? It goes over that? a lot of the times though. Yeah, it does go over. But <laughs> that's a good question, RC. The reason for that is is it really like five minutes? But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the reason for that is it it is very tiresome to always just be asked questions. And so to avoid impatience, to avoid being on the hot seat, you, you put a time limit on. So the person knows that this will end soon. And because a lot of these questions delve deep and it takes some processing power. And so you don't want to just leave it open-ended. You want to kind of say, hey, there's an end in sight here. Hey, um, so uh, I can, so if, are you Jay? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So if I was to come on the street, I, 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 like I heard John say something like, um, so are you a theist? No, you don't. You, you basically, would you like to talk about a deeply held belief you have today? And then you'll either say yes or no. And I'm going to assume it's yes. And then I'll ask, well, what would you like to talk about? And then you would say. Hmm. Okay, cool. All um, right. So you want, you want me to set the, the clock up? 
Sure. Uh, is he gonna? Is uh, Doug gonna do it against me or you? Or uh, I think. I think for you, uh, the moment, unless, uh, or, or, or his or his choice, his choice. It's his buffet here. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, Doug. Also, before we begin that, I have to shame Rob for. I told you not to give the link out. <laughs> Rob, you're in trouble. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he knows he's in trouble, and, and, and bragging about the Google Hold Drive on, is not going to get you out of the situation. <laughs> Boy. Oh, that's a. I was just watching your videos, Rob. Oh, that's this is weird. Oh my goodness. Yeah, indeed. This is too weird. Okay. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly over to Australia and just send a bunch of kangaroos at your place. That is. Don't right. worry, I can box kangaroos. It's okay. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna get going here soon. So. Uh, all right. Bye, Jim. Right. John, I came on for you. Oh. oh, did you did you want to ask me? I I can do. No, no, no. For, I wanted for, you to listen to to how I'm going to ask Jay questions because you were just I'll, asking Jay questions, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll listen for five minutes or so. Yeah, that's all I need. Five minutes. Right. So right, Jay, so. what Jay, what deep hell belief you want to talk about today? <laughs> this is funny. Okay. <laughs> it is funny. All the time. All right. Okay. Uh, so, um, uh, I believe in God. Okay. And um. Would you tell me why you believe in God? Why I believe in God? Um, let's see. Uh, it would, um, I guess it would be, um, I guess I don't believe this planet or universe that we live in currently came from nothing. So that's why I would believe in God. Okay. So you believe in God and, um, one of the reasons you believe in God is because you don't believe the universe came from nothing. See, I'm, re I'm repeating what I'm hearing. Um, if, it, if someday in the future we found out that the universe didn't come from nothing, uh, hypothetically, if we found out that it has always existed, would your confidence in your belief in God go down? But that's not possible anymore, Doug. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. It's between him and Jay. Okay, I asked the question. I'm sorry, I got distracted. You said one of the reasons you believe in God is because something can't come from nothing. If we found out someday in the future that the universe didn't come from nothing, but has always existed, for example, or some other explanation, whatever, it doesn't matter. Would your confidence in God go down? Um, I guess um, no, uh, because it would depend on the situation that or like evidence that someone presents to me. Okay. Uh, can you give me another reason why you believe in God? Um, um, I'll say maybe because of Jesus, Jesus Christ, distance okay. of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So if you became convinced someday that Jesus Christ did not exist, would your confidence in God go down? Uh, yeah, it would. Okay. So is it the, um, what would you have to see to figure out whether or not Jesus existed or not? What would I have to? Okay, so you're asking me two different two questions. So you're saying, what would I have to see to believe in Jesus, or in yeah? Any, so okay, so you're saying you believe in God just for the because of the fact that Jesus existed. Is that correct? Oh uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and why do you believe in God because of Jesus existing? Oh oh okay, uh, because of the church. That's why. Yeah, I've re I received information on the church and uh, the history of the church points back to Jesus Christ's existence. Uh, I don't think that the church would exist without Jesus Christ. Okay, so the exist so the existence of the church is the reason that you believe that Jesus exists and the reason why you believe God exists. Yeah. Okay, so if 
a Muslim says to me, Doug, the reason why I'm a Muslim is because of the existence of um, the Islam um, mm -hmm. faith that the, we, you know, it's, they have temples or whatever they call them. Would you say that's a good reason to believe in Allah? Um, no. So if it's not a good reason for them to believe in Allah, why do you think it's a good reason for you to believe in God? Okay, well, because I know that the uh, church, um, since I believe in Jesus and I believe in the church, I know that the church came before Islam. So, and it was okay. way established before then, yeah. So the reason why it doesn't work for Islam is because Christianity predates Islam? Mm-hmm, yes. So if I presented to you a religion that's older than Christianity, would you now say that that religion is true? Well, it depends on the religion. If you have a religion, I, hey, we can go there. But would that lower your confidence in the God you believe in if you found a religion that predates Christianity? Mm, no, not really. Okay, so, give me I, another, as, as give, said, you know. so if the answer is no, then give me another reason why you believe in God. Okay, all right, now... <laughs> <laughs> okay because <laughs> so far you you've basically said you'll believe in god no, even if uh the universe didn't have a beginning okay. or didn't come from nothing and you said you would still believe in god even if um a religion predates christianity do you have a let's go one more give me one more reason uh, uh i wouldn't have any more reasons no, not that i can come up with off the top of my head i'm sorry oh, oh, oh. perfect timing nailed it <laughs> all right so all right so there's an example from an actual street epistemologist, uh, folks. By the way, I'm noticing as well that in the live stream, for some reason, it's staying on me. It's not showing anyone else. I have no idea what's going on. So, it's done that to me a few times. So at best, what I'm probably going to do for this, I'm, hopefully it doesn't carry on to ask RC Apologist um, for the next streams. But what we're going to do is hopefully for this, we'll just I'll make a thumbnail or little picture thing and do that. So that way we don't make it too much to see in my face. And that way we kind of just give like a little general thing of what goes on. You may have clicks on your uh, name. Uh -uh. See. No, because no. I tried clicking and unclicking. I've done everything I can. And it's like okay. nothing. All right. So yeah. Am uh, I coming up when I talk or no? No one's coming up when they talk except me. It's like, well, it, it, well, it, for it, me, I can see everyone talk. Yeah. Uh, well, for, Rob, for the person watching, I think. Rob comes up when I oh no I yeah I clicked on me now I I come up no I'm talking about like on the on the chat on the yeah. chat like the live stream oh so yeah but so, John are you still here yeah did you notice the difference yeah I sort of asked some similar questions I guess I was a bit more hostile but I was uh, making up my own character RCA said to do so yeah but I I, I I like that though um, how you but, engaged but you notice how soon as Jay said that. Um, he gave a reason why he believes, and then if I remove that reason, he still b believed, right? So I just moved on. You don't get bogged down into the like evolution or or cosmology or whatever. It's basically we're trying to be efficient. The whole SE, the the beauty of SE, and even the Colombo tactic, is efficiency. You don't spend how many live streams, how many Google Hangouts have you been in where you just it's just yabber 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 back and forth for hours and hours, and nothing's accomplished. So it's it's a way to just really focus in on what is the main, main issue. And every person is different. Every person, every Christian, every Hindu, every Muslim has, a, has that key thing that, that, that really drives them for, uh, for why they believe. Okay. All right. So uh, before we get to some of the others, I wish a Christian man was still in. Um, hey, could I, uh, could I get some criticisms? Uh, sure. So, so for, for me as the Christian, given the criticism, I think the main thing 
Um, and this also goes back to the other the, the other thing I noticed is there's also what seems like a lack of confidence in your voice sometimes. Um, now, of course, this may just be how you speak. I, I don't know. So but I would suggest, you know, kind of like not always uh, speaking low at times. But if you can, like, you know, if you know your if you know your stuff, you know, be be sort of quick to talk or, you know, vocal a bit. And also, if you do, if you genuinely don't know, then you know, of course. Yeah, apparently, apparently, I'm I'm a really slow talker to Doug. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Rob. You're getting better. So, so, but that's the thing. Like, there's time to there's always time to improve, and that's where experience helps out with that. So that's why we need to get ourselves more involved in these kinds of uh, conversations. This is why I hope the one thing that I learned that's in tactics is, and I guess of course the same thing is usually mentioned in in the street epistemologist. Uh, stuff as well is role playing and that's why we're, we're what we're kind of doing with the street epistemology and then of course the tactics is we're trying to uh promote a, a thing where it's not in the streets and it's not necessarily in like you know we're not going on to doug's things yet but we're having it in a zone where we're able to sharpen each other help iron sharpen iron at this point so that we're whenever we go out people are able to know what to expect on a basic level um and then just go out and engage with uh, the actual thing. So that way you at least have some idea uh, and then you can learn the rest on your own, but at least have some, you know, like a basic sword shield, basically like every uh, first level of a uh, RPG video game that you start up, you get like that basic sword and shield and armor, and then you got to work your way up and all that kind of stuff based off of going through all the levels in the different zones. That's ultimately what's happening here. Besides, um, like I missed uh, most of this live stream, but besides leading children to hell, what's your biggest complaint about SE? Uh, mate, mine? Any of you? Um, if I you have any, maybe you do. I guess, I guess I, mine. My, mine would be based off of uh, one video I've seen from Anthony Magnabosco, um, in his tutorials, and I, I think this is some of. The, I, I did do a video review of the based on what I've read a bit of the uh, book, a manual for creating atheists, where. The philosoph that philosopher uh, expounds on it a bit, um, but the other one from Anthony Magnabosco in his tutorial um, videos and trying to teach people how to engage in it, he said something along the lines of like avoiding counter apologetics, um, and I'm wondering what that kind of means. Like when you when you say avoid counter counter apologetics, does that mean like so you're asking questions, but if I ask were to ask you a question, or if I were to you know start trying to engage in sort of like a street epistemologist or Columbo tactic um, on you, is that essentially meaning that we need to just simply, uh, that you are to avoid answering these questions in general? No, 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 I, no, no, not at all. No, um, avoiding counter apologetics means that the interviewer, so if let's say I asked Jay a question about um, first something can't come from nothing, counter apologetics would be me saying, well, wait a minute, uh, such and such a, a theoretical physicist, physicist says, uh, no, uh, we didn't come from nothing, that the universe, because of quantum, uh, time can go backwards and forwards, and so it's very, you don't go into the minutia of, of cosmology, because then you end up having a Google Hangout where you talk for three hours and nothing's accomplished. You get to the root of why someone believes. Mm -hmm. And so that's what Anthony means by not doing counter apologetics. Like I was a Christian, a fundamentalist, conservative Christian, probably way more conservative than all you guys. <laughs> and, and especially Rob, I'm sure, you know, Rob's not fundamentalist at all. No, I'm the crazy one, right? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so for me, it's really hard because I have to use all my energy to not do what, um, what, what I know, you know, and say things that I know and so forth. And, but let's, let's really do the cosmology one. 
I mean, mm-hmm. how where's the dividing line as far as how far you talk about that cosmological claim? Because Sean oh. Carroll's statements have been refuted with BMO discoveries. That's See, Rob, wrong. exactly what you're talking about is what you don't do in SE. Because, especially in Jay's case, because Jay said that <clears throat> whether something comes from nothing or not, he still believe in God. <clears throat> so at that point, the whole issue is over. You move on. Because mm-hmm. the goal of SE is to critically examine the reasons for holding a deeply held belief. And if, if someone says, well, whether this reason is true or false, I'm still going to believe it. I'm hearing static. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, so, so whether something from nothing is true or not, I'm still going to believe in God. Then that means that's not the real reason for the belief in God. Okay, to summarize, to summarize the SE tactic, then, basically... You're not concerned with the details. You're concerned about why that person believes. And so then the root of the problem is that person actually doesn't have a reasonable reason. Or no, there, is no, have... there is no root problem. No, there no, no. no. no I, I, think, I think I know what you're getting at. The, so Jay, so when you, when you actually put him into the corner, which is not a bad thing, you've, you've cornered him. There's to... no corner. <laughs> No, let, let me let me explain to you what I what I just got from what you're saying. So, Jay, why do you believe God from a cosmological context? Like, because he mentioned the cosmological context. You then said, uh, "Well, what about this cosmologist that says it couldn't be this way?" And then Jay goes, "Well, I believe regardless." Then, and that's no, no, what... I, but I didn't say that, Rob. I, in fact, if you play back the tape, I just asked him if something, if it were shown in the future that something can come from nothing or that the universe always existed, would you still believe in God? We and he said yes. And he said yes. And I said, okay, can give me another and reason. That's, why and that. that's the tactic of SE, because then you're highlighting that he actually doesn't have a grounded reason for believing God. It's no, just, no. He just believes. No, I'm just highlighting that that's not the core reason, because if whether it's true or false, he will still believe. That tells me it's not the reason why Which he believes. Means, but, that, but that obviously shows he's not grounded in his no, reason. No, no, he could be grounded for uh, a different reason. We just got to find it. No, but I, that, I have two but questions. He gave, but he gave hope. that as a specific example as to why he believes, and now you've unrooted that as that not being grounded in his all right, reasons. All right, all right, let let uh, MD ask uh, his couple of questions because he said he had to leave soon. So. Yeah, um, hopefully Doug won't keep me up till twelve thirty. By the way, but, um, just to quickly just to quickly summarize, I wasn't critiquing you, you Doug, or the SE thing. What I'm trying to do is regurgitate or rephrase what that tactic is, and I actually. If you if you explain it that way, I think you're doing something that I like. <laughs> I, I want Christians to uh, to be quote unquote unrooted because I don't want them to just believe for the sake of believing. Well, see, it's think of them. If I was to ask someone why why do you love M and M's, and they say because they're red, and I said, well, what if no M and M's were red? Would you still love them? Yes, I would still love M and M's. At that point, it's not about red, right? It's about something else. This is what I was trying to do with Jay. It's not about something from nothing. There's something else here. And so I'm trying to uncover that, unearth it. Right. It's, not, it's not saying he doesn't have good reasons. It's just, it's probably not that one. Right. And even though he started with that, you're trying to go, no, no, no. It, there could be something else that's more the reason why you believe than that starting point that he gave. Correct. I think actually yeah. most people don't know why they believe what they believe in, not just religion, but it's, um, it's belief is a very complicated thing. There's so many factors, right? So if that's the tactic, I, to be honest, guys, I'm talking to the Christians in the room. I don't have a problem with that. I, I think that's a good tactic. Okay. It's like very efficient. Way to, right. Yeah. All right. Go so let, let's continue. on. With <laughs> the or, or wait, no, JMD had a couple of questions. Um, I want to make sure that we get as much of this done 
because uh, I don't think Hunter had a chance to go in yet. Um, I want him to get, give a shot at it because uh, I, I know you. We did we did role play that one time uh, whenever we were out of the at the college. I just had a I just had a question for Doug. That's all. Well, I, I I have two, and I have to get going. Yeah, because yeah. Like, like James D asked his first, and then we'll get uh, you to ask a question because at least this also allows some insight into SE from an actual uh, street epistemologist. Hunter, the answer to your question is yes, and John, yours is no. He has <laughs> two, so yeah, it always has to done. Yeah. So okay. So my first question is this: So, what if one's reasons for believing is in the details? Would you then discuss the details, or do you not yes. care about that? Yeah. So if Jay would answered yes to the um my my belief in God would uh, lower or my confidence got would lower if if it was shown let's say five years from now that their universe always existed and that was like 99 percent of theoretical physicists agree um then we would go into the details at that point and ask okay what but what which theoretical physicist would you reject how would you choose uh what exactly about that would you need to see then you go into the details but if if someone's confidence does not lower one bit if you give the counter example then you move on because otherwise you're just wasting time. Well, for me as a philosopher, yeah, I would apply these same questions, but it would just seems like when you get into the details, then no matter what, it doesn't seem like you can't avoid the nitty gritty stuff. If, if that's where you want to at, uh, ask about their beliefs and so on, if you get what I'm saying. Right. But uh, it's, it's not that you don't get in the details, but you don't get into the details for something that someone it's not. the real. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So basically a useless conversation. I would agree with that. And that if, if, and that's I what most people hangouts are. They're useless conversations about, especially between atheists and theists and what are different, uh, one sect of Christianity versus another. They're talking about things that really don't matter to them. But, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I guess, um, you know, it's just, at that point, don't call it um, <laughs> useful dialogue if, if you're trying to understand the other person's position and, and so forth. It's just, it's just jabbering on both sides. Okay, so I, I thought you were saying that speaking about details in general were is useless and that's where i really disagree with but um i, I don't think you were saying that based on what you yeah, just said that's just that's a useful a, just that's a huge misconception uh okay. like because then one part of uh, peter's book which i have not read but i've heard that one part of peter's book he says don't delve in the facts but the issue is don't delve into the facts of a reason if that's not the reason they believe like because then you're just wasting time go try to be as efficient as you can like find the core reason why doug doesn't believe in, in jesus like what is it really and if i say it's historical i i don't believe in the historical evidence and then if you say well what if i showed you this this and this would you believe then and if i still say no then that's not the real reason doug doug doesn't believe maybe he was hurt in church so then you you, you try to find out what's the real reason doug just doesn't accept jesus into his heart you try to find that core otherwise you're just wasting time mm -hmm. Okay, I, I agree with that then. Okay, so my other question has to deal with um the hypotheticals. It seems like with many of them, seems like you're saying, if my position was correct, would you believe? And for one, I would ask, do you think we choose our beliefs? And if no, then what's the point of the question? If Because it seems like a lot of your questions are hypotheticals like that. Just saying, if the opposite proposition is true, then would you believe it? And it would seem like to me that if the truth... If we're a slave to truth, meaning that, um, how should I phrase this? Meaning that we cannot not believe the truth, then what is the purpose of asking these hypotheticals? Can someone translate what John's asking me? I, I'm, I'm basically asking if, um, 
if you're asking like a hypothetical, if God's existing, if God did not exist, would you continue believing in him? It, it seems like many of your hypotheticals are like that. And it, it and w with that in mind, it just seems useless as a conversation to me with, with some of your hypotheticals. Because you're, you're asking, well, if your belief, if something about like, um, like how you ask if the universe was eternal and doesn't need a cause and would you believe God is the cause behind the universe, it seems like, generally speaking, it, it just seems like a useless hypothetical. I, I think we should just ask, well, is the universe eternal based on what we know? Like, I, I get the point of getting, well, would they believe independent of this? But if you're just asking these questions to get down to what they believe, then that's fine. But uh, I think details I think, are important. I think what he's asking is that uh, even let's just let's just ignore all these discussions, including the SE tactic. What are the data points as of late? And can't we just stick with those data points instead yeah, of asking yeah. the hypotheticals? So meaning the data points as in what's the latest in, in scholarship, peer review, whether science, history, whatever. So if, if you're talking about cosmology and Big Bang, the fact is, is the lambda CDM model is the model. Like there, there is no way. There's 20 different parameters that, that would have to be refuted if that's to be rejected. Yeah, so it seems it, like if, if all these were refuted, would you still believe in the Big Bang model? And to, to me, it seems like, well, if you're asking a rational person, the answer would be yes. And hypothetical would now if you're at now if you're asking that to find out if they're rational or not then that's fine but if you know you're talking to a rational person and you ask that hypothetical but you already know the answer it, it just seems practically pragmatically useless it would seem like for the conversation reads in the in the live stream chat and he said we've heard answers reed does way more pure se than me i don't even call myself a pure purist but he says that we've heard answers from people where it doesn't matter if their belief is true and they'll admit that they'll say whether it's true or not i'm going to believe this right and, I, and i've noticed that in some of the videos that i've seen um, that's why i think that you know there are people like with many that you know look like apologetics wasn't as stressed as a big thing as it was back then as it was just you know i believe this because i just simply believe it um instead of going into uh, doing the much research and such. Uh, but whenever, you know, I've seen where, you know, they're going to say the things they've heard in research, but then when other people have found more research that sort of counteracts what they've had, then they go back into what you said. Like they believe it even if uh, they've got no reason to. And so that's ultimately the whole per point of this uh, video is to try to demonstrate a way to deal with some of this stuff um, and show that. Of course, we have to do a lot more research into uh, the thing. Uh, but well, Hunter's got a but Hunter's got a question, okay. and then um, I want to do uh, two more things: one with Hunter and the whole thing, and you being the uh, you know the person that's critiquing the street epistemologist, um, and then I want the to us end the whole thing. Me and you, Doug, one on one, five minutes. See how that goes. Where an actual street epistemologist gets in involved. Um, I'm gonna get going. By the way, all right. We'll see. We'll see you later, JMB. See you. All right. All right. So, so Hunter, what's your question? Hey, Doug. Hi, Hunter. Long time. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, um, instead of doing hypotheticals, why not just deal with the data? Uh, well, we don't know what data to deal with until we can figure out the reason for the belief. Hmm. So given like the data behind, like, for instance, there's a lot of data behind why people believe certain things, right? Like anybody can come up with the argument and something. But when somebody brings up the data, why not kind of go more into that to try to find out instead of just going into a hypothetical and drawing it out? Like, because, for instance, like, for instance, waste the time if that's not the real reason why they believe. 
Well, like for instance, Jay brought up um, like the cause behind the universe, right? And like if you can bring up an alternative, but there's no data to go to that side saying like it's something else, then why even bother if it's not even backed up by anything? It's it's because the whole issue is what would make you more confident or what would make you less confident? What would change your mind? So even think politics, for example. It's you got this hardcore Democrat who just thinks Republicans are evil. And you ask them, well, why do you think that? And they give you a reason. I say, okay, if I remove that reason, would you still think Republicans are evil? Yes, I would. Well, then that's not the reason. So why waste time talking about why Republicans are evil if on that reason that they gave, if they would still think that Republicans are evil if you remove that reason? So why waste that time? The whole purpose of SE is to be efficient. Yeah, my thing is, though, it's like instead of like bringing in the hypotheticals where like you talk about like I'm talking about like the cause of the universe, right, being uh, something else that literally can be anything you can possibly imagine, which the mind is so literally big that you can pro probably come up with any hypothetical. Why do that instead of wonder like, well, OK, how do you know that? Like, why not go in that direction? Because if that's not the real reason they believe, then why waste time if the purpose of the conversation is to figure out why they believe? I guess I guess the reason why like I would hold to that is because of the data behind it, not necessarily like if you were to draw it up. Because if because if anybody was to bring it out, um, if it's so backed up, I guess that would kind of push it forward. You get what I'm saying? I know I I I, I can I don't know what you're saying, but I can feel what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Because because Essie is an uh, is an apologist's nightmare because it doesn't allow them to throw up all the knowledge that they think they have. <laughs> It, yeah. it it stops it in his tracks and it frustrates the apology. But I know so much that I just I have to tell you, Doug. I know so I many it. things that you don't know. And please let me please let me tell you. Yeah. And and Rob's looking at me with a yeah. smile on his face because he knows what I'm talking about. Rob has all this knowledge that he just wants to part to give me. But if if Christianity is true and those reasons Rob can all that knowledge that Rob could give me, if that's not the reason why I reject Christianity, Rob's wasting his time. Why should so, I waste Rob's time? Well, this is exactly applicable then to a young creationist. Because you, Doug, could be a young creationist playing SE. And me, in an evolutionary paradigm, can give you all this actual factual data about evolution. And basically you're saying it's, it's unnecessary. You'll still remain a young creationist. It, so it's, no, it's, if the, it's basically wrong for me to have all this factual data that showcases evolution. No, it's not wrong. All I'm saying is you why talk about if your if your goal is to uncover the main reason why someone believes something. And I want to take so, this off so religion why, because I think it's easier so why to do see I believe it. in evolution. Why why do I believe in evolution then? Why do you believe in evolution? Yeah. I don't know. You would have to answer that for me. Yeah, and I'll give you the evidence, right? Right. So you would say, and then I would say, whatever re reason you give me why you believe in evolution, I would ask, well, what if this changed? That's a hypothetical. And if you right. say, and if you say yes, if that changed, I would no longer believe in evolution. Then we talk about it. Okay. What, what, ex what exactly would so, you like? How would you even so, recognize? Yeah, I, I could t speak about human chromosome too. Like, if that didn't happen, then there would be no humans. So, uh, now, the, the, now, the, but the point is that did actually happen. So then how can you then speak about a hypothetical when it already happened anyway? I can't, I can't now just be like, like as if we're talking Star Wars theories or something. Like let's just go into imaginary world and think the what ifs and, and so on. It's, it's already happened in history. Well, if you're, if you're talking about a reason why uh, something happened, but the question is why did it happen? And if you answer that why with a reason, 
And then I ask you, but what if that reason's wrong? What would you have to see to make that reason wrong in your mind? That's what we're talking about here. Does that make sense? But it's, but it's already happened in history. Why would we even need to discuss the whys? I mean, we can discuss the mechanics. The, the whys would be the... I mean, if you're talking evolution, human chromosome two, uh, if you're going, well, then that's going to, you're going to talk into philosophy and, and then you're going to talk into metaphysics as to, well, why did it happen this way? But from an evolutionary scientific context, genetically, you can explain how it happened. The point is it happened in history. That's the point. And I think that's what Hunter's trying to get at. So why entertain the thought of quote unquote doubt that the what if, like maybe it didn't happen. It, you could change your mind if it didn't happen. When it when it's already there, we can see it in the genetic code with human chromosome too. Mm -hmm. right. so I, I, to be honest, Doug, I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, using the evolution as an example, I just don't get it. I don't get. Well, don't let's get let's take an example. One. Let's take a, a a simple example, Rob. If I hold up my pen. And you ask me, Doug, do you believe this pen will fall if you let go? And I say, yes. And you ask, Doug, why do you believe that? And I say, well, because all the times that I've let go of pens, they fall to the ground. And then you would say, Doug, what would change your mind on that? And I would say, well, if I let go of the pen and it goes up. <laughs> now, 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 this is good. Now, one sec, this is good. You gave um, uh, a response. Uh, that would be equivalent, and I'm not saying this is how you think. I'm just saying you're, you're angling at it from a very simple way of angling it, which is I'm a simple guy. A young, a young, like a young child would give that type of reasoning. Now, now remember how you just spoke about all this data. The Christian the apologists have all this data. Oh yeah. So immediately I was thinking, okay, Doug, uh, there's this thing called Einstein's field equations, and all this data can explain what gravity is, right? And then in order for the pen to, to do unusual things, all of that data will have to be contradicted. That's where I'm coming from. And I think that's where you were trying to say, all that data is unnecessary, when actually all that data is a more precise way to explain what gravity is. Hmm. And that's actually where I was going to get as well. That's where I was trying to get at. Right. Okay, so... But before, uh, does Doug, Doug, do you have any response to that? No, because any response I get will be another five minutes, so I'm... Just a quick little snippet, and then RC can talk. We're going to try to need to get those other two things out the way, and then we're going to uh, end the discussion there, because this has definitely gone... I was originally just going to make this be an hour, but, but the more people... To be honest, I think this was very fruitful that Doug came in. I appreciate you came and Doug. Yeah. I think these well, you're trying to save your, you're trying to save your own skin there, Rob, because you weren't supposed to invite... Yeah, don't think you escaped <laughs> punishment for me! <laughs> not, not really. I, I legit wanted you in here, but at the same time... I deserve punishment, so. <laughs> well, like, I agree that it's, uh, I think it's, it offered a fresh perspective to have someone who, you know, I hope wouldn't Actually have found sense with how we've done in here, but, um, you know, he seems to, you know, at least been willing to at least give us something. And I think this is where it's also going to be good to where we can actually see the actual epistemologist, from an actual epistemologist that is on the internet, that gets discussions going and such. We engage with that. So I think this will be something, of course, we're just, not endorsing street epistemology. Just quickly, I don't want this to go into a tangent again, but Reed says, Einstein's field equations could fit the model that aliens have been making gravity work this whole time. Now, again, why entertain those ridiculous like thought experiments that doesn't comport to reality? 
We should have an after show on your reading then. Because for aliens to do that, they'd have to be outside the universal system. Because Rob, and now you're, you're Rob, because, because the Earth being spherical shaped at one time was a ridiculous hypothesis. Hey. That's why. Hey, uh, oh, so, you're, hey, so you're actually entertaining the thought of a 5D brain alien system that the movie Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rob. It's philosophy ha uses thought experiments. I think you you recognize the value of thought experiments. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, but then, we're then we're done. With reality. Then we're done. All right. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Okay. Oh, real quick. Real quick, Jay. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Man, but then I don't. Could you? Uh, could you stay after the stream? I just need. Um, I want to ask some questions about a scripture, and then, and then that's it. That's all I want to ask. If, if that's cool. You can ask me. I'm. I. I am burgeoning with scripture. <laughs> oh my god. No. I'm not going to ask. No, okay. All right. So we'll we'll see if uh, Rob's able to still stay after after this. So all right. So here's what I want to do. I want to do this. This is where, of course, now we have an actual judge in here. We're going to see how this turns out. So, Hunter. All right, so my name. the last time we role-played, you were an atheist, and I was a Christian. Mm -hmm. we're, take, we're, we're taking the reversal. And I'm going uh... to be the epistemologist. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm from the South. I think I know words. Um, and... You'll be the Christian, so... Um, what do I have to do? I'm really, I'm not in the... Because you're training to do for this. You're going to be in a... Here, here's a suggestion. Why don't you take a belief that has nothing to do with religion? Like what? Doesn't matter. Like, let's say... Um, let's say one of you thinks, I don't know, this San Francisco 49ers is the best football team, and uh, uh, they have a deep <laughs> belief. It could be something as simple as like that. Like that, because I think there's so much... Uh, baggage in religion, especially in a, a RC apologist hangout here. <laughs> if you really want to learn uh, SE, I would. My recommendation is take it off religion to practice. Um, it's not going to be as much fun for you guys, I don't think, but maybe it will. I don't know. Well, well for me, it, for me, it is because I like to see how you know where we can uh, offer our criticisms and such on that. So I think that that would be an important thing to go over. Is like. Uh, and plus to actually see if I'm actually going to be able to do it right, then you actually critique me on this. Because uh, I did take a little bit of some notes of what you said. Wait, RC, why don't you just switch the roles and do it on Doug? That's that's what we're going to do afterwards, is me and Doug, but we're doing you since you hadn't gone in on this yet. But Jay no, I don't, and... I don't, really, I don't really care to, honestly. That's just me. Like I, <laughs> My back's killing me anyway, so... You're, you're laying in a chair and you're talking. I don't see where your back comes into play here. The chair is hurting my back right now. Not even gonna lie. But oh. uh, we'll try it. Are you gonna try it or? Yeah, we can. All right. So I think so. Keyword apparently according to him is not the eight ten minutes we've been doing. It's apparently like five minutes or four minutes. If I'm correct, there, Doug. Yeah, do four. Okay, so four minutes. Just asking a question now. Just to clarify, because we covered various topics as well. Does it have to just be limited to God uh, existence or can it go to various other ideas and the beliefs? Anything, any deeply held belief. Okay. All right. So let me think of uh, something real quick to ask you. Okay. I'll, I think I'll just go with the basic one since uh, you used to be a former atheist. So I'll guess there's reasons why you chose that, uh, why you became a Christian hunter. All right. So let's try that. All right. Starting now. Okay. So, uh, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? Sure. Also, also uh, nice day we're having, isn't it? Yep. 
I mean, all that all that rain that's going on, it's that that it's just beautiful to have like a bunch of rain come on us. All right. Anyways, uh so with that being said, like the rain that's been coming down, I mean, that comes from you would believe that that is ultimately like from God, right? That he like would bring no, it down. No wrong. Stop right there. You made a mistake right there. Okay, okay. let me pause for a second. What's the mistake there? <laughs> The mistake there is you wait for your interlocutor to make the claim. You don't provide a claim for him. You don't even hint at one. Okay. You, say, you just oh, you ask, would you like to uh, answer some questions about uh, a deeply held belief you have? Okay. He'll say, and he'll say either yes or no. And then when he says yes, you say, well, which one? You don't say, oh, you know, you think there's a God up there, don't you? You don't start like that. All right, so then how would I do it then? If you, so you, you ask a deep belief like I just did, then then what? What? Okay, so let's assume... That's what I'm saying. Um, RC and Doug should just switch the roles. All right, you know what? Fine, there we go. Let's just do that then. Um, okay, I'm, so I'll, you want me to be the Christian and you, uh, you're you the, uh, the atheist asking SE type questions? Well, I, I was thinking like you be the epistemologist and I'd be the Christian so that way I could at least learn at this point because I think after that, okay. I'm probably not going to... You're going to have to stop me and interrupt me multiple times at this point. So I'll be... Just, sure just watch, read uh, uh, Cordial Curiosity's channel. Watch how he does it. That's what I'm going to do is like that's what I've been trying to start doing lately is to find the different channels and such and even went to the Street Epistemology website, which apparently has like uh, locations of where tons of epistemologists are in like several areas, like has them marked um, in places like there's apparently a ton of them in, da in Dallas. Um, so, yeah, so I'm definitely going to start doing a lot of looking into it besides just simply the book uh, that I have, A Manual for Creating Atheists. So. Okay, so let's get this over with. So four minutes on the clock. Uh, deeply right. held, would you like to discuss a deeply uh, held belief you have? All right. Um, sure, why not? Uh, which deeply held belief? Well, I mean, there's plenty to choose from. I mean, I'm not too picky. Well, yeah. Choose one. It's up to you. Okay. So, well, why would you, be ask, why would you want to ask me this, by the way, just out of curiosity? Um, I'm curious to know... Uh, my goal here is to critically examine the reasons for people that they have in holding deeply held beliefs. Now, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. I can. That's fine. Okay. All right. So I guess one thing for me would be, uh, you know, I guess, uh, hmm, good question. So like of all the different topics that we could go over for this, um, why not? Hmm. Do you do you want to talk about a deeply held belief you have? I mean, yeah, sure. But it's just a different. Uh, it's just what would we talk about? That's why I'm not too picky on the topic uh, for it. Okay, so at this point, I would say, well, thank you for your time and have a good day. And you know why I would say that? Why is that? Because I can tell you don't want to answer questions about a deeply held belief you have. Well, it's not necessarily that, though. Yeah. Well, then, <laughs> what deeply held belief would you like to talk about, RC? Well, that's the thing. Which one? There's uh, God, Jesus's existence, determinism. There's like several topics that are my favorite. Uh, Bible translations, the historical reliability of the Bible. There's like several things, all of which are things I enjoy talking about and having discussions of that I hold as my beliefs. Have a good well, day. All right. So that's that's one. So RC, if your goal is to have a tactic how to deal with SEers, you're you're perfectly right. Just avoid them. That's the way to do it. Just say I don't want I don't want to talk about deeply held belief. You're right on. I that's exactly what you should do. Just walk away. 
Well, that's the thing. I wasn't trying to walk away at that point. I intentionally was willing to have a discussion, uh, but I wanted as well to be something that the other Your, person. The four people listening to you right now and any Christians listening to live stream can, can hear as clear as a bell what I just heard. Okay. You were run, you, especially in this situation where we know there's four minutes on the clock, you're just running out the clock. Hunter, Rob, Jay, you agree with me that that's what was happening? Wait, can you repeat that? <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, no, uh, so, so the thing is, RC, the goal, okay, now I get it. I get what you're doing, RC, and I get what Doug is saying. Uh, go, Doug has a goal to uh, to get you to talk about a deeply held belief that you have, mm -hmm. and when when you do that, you need to be able to pick out one of them. If you want to talk about determinism, then talk about determinism. You know what I'm saying? Now, right. but on the other end, RC, I understand how <coughs> you're trying to say, well, you're trying to welcome a like you know something that that person may want to talk about. Because I've seen Anthony do that before. He'll he'll mention some things and. Um, but it, it it wouldn't be from the RC on the receiving end. It would be from the person uh, you know that's asking the question. Uh, so. RC, I'm going to be very honest with you. Okay. What you just did, I would love to have a live stream to as many Christians as possible because they're going to see that, and they're not okay. going to be they're not going to be happy with you. Why not? That's that's basically what usually happens sometimes on the uh, ask what topics when something some things like that occur. And for example, like go over Calvinism. They, when you like, answer uh, the question, yes, I would like to talk about a uh, deeply held belief about about what you have. Okay. And and I ask you to pick one, and you spend like two minutes saying, "Well, I don't know. Um, it could be that." Like at some point, because you're asking very some, broad. Yes, it is a broad question. All you have to do is pick one. Right, but you're asking for what I want to talk about. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's, that's I, yeah, I, that's I'm sorry, RC, but um, it's time to go. All right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you asked me the question. I was trying to give you the answer that there's like multiple think, things that I would want to talk about. Rob, I think Rob, Hunter, and Jay know exactly what I'm talking about, exactly what I'm saying, and are agreeing with me. But I'm, I'm not sure if they have the courage to admit it. Okay. Summarize exactly what you think I am accepting, just to clarify. That uh, RC was just avoiding. Uh, the question altogether after admitting that he would be willing to talk about it. And it's like, um, what, what, what do they call it in politics? It's like a filibuster. It's like basically, here's a tactic to deal with SDRs. Um, stall, dodge, uh, refuse to even get it going. Um, now, I don't mind his first question back at me, like, what's the purpose of this? But after he after he's heard the, the purpose of the conversation, he can either agree to do it or not. And instead of just spending like two minutes hee-hawing about what I should pick, just admit I don't want to talk about it and shake hands and wave goodbye. That's it. There's no hard feelings. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like you're coming and asking, literally asking uh, if I want to talk about um, a certain belief. And when I asked, like, what do you mean? Like just any anything. And I RC, do you watch sports? Not, not often. I mean, I'm not I a do. sports guy. What's your favorite sport, Hunter? Um, I like football. Who's your favorite team? No judgment, right? <laughs> uh, right. College-wise, it's definitely Roll Tide Alabama. Okay. Uh, why is that your favorite team? Uh, ever since – well, first of all, I actually visited in Alabama, became a part of their uh, uh, football camp, 
and everything, or not became part of their football camp. I just got really interested in their football camps. I did football, got really involved in it, and just over the time period, football, uh, Alabama, it was just all around uh, just a good team. And actually made a lot of difference with me when it came so to – So if Alabama became a bad team performance-wise, would it stop being your favorite team? No. Okay. So what about Alabama makes it your favorite team? Uh, coaches, the team efforts, uh, the fans. If Alabama the changed their coaches and put new coaches in – would Alabama still be your favorite team? Uh, yeah, I see. What you, okay, I see what you're going. See, <laughs> yeah, see, RC, how simple it is. I get. It, I get. It. It's more like tradition. Let me put it like that. Okay. Once so, you choose a team, you can't leave it. So let's say tradition was the real reason. Then we would explore that. Yeah. See, right. And and so it's like ah. Uh, that's actually more accurate. Asking of a specific narrowing down of it, um, of what's your favorite football team because there can only be one at that point. You're asking. Just, just simply discuss a, a belief that I have, which there are multiple beliefs that I have, of which that I absolutely love discussing concerning the Bible, the inspiration, the inerrancy of the Bible, Jesus, uh, the existence of Jesus, who was Jesus, God, um, Calvinism, which even that alone itself, Calvinism is a complicated one because then what you discuss, total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, uh, determination, determinism. You have all kinds of topics that go into but, it that are beliefs I have. So I, 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 I think what I'm getting at. I think what Doug is getting at is hardcore fanboyism, regardless of the data. So, for well, example, but Rob, I, I, Rob, yeah, you notice every question I asked Hunter in that short was a, took sixty seconds. Every question I asked him was a hypothetical. Mm -hmm. If they but their it, coaches left, but if still, they performed still, bad, yeah, and 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 it it highlighted if a fanboyism, which is a very interesting psychological trait uh, of everyone. We all have it. So, for example, I'm a, a fan of the AMD graphic processing company, even though NVIDIA is more powerful mm -hmm. than AMD. Um, yeah. Like, right. yeah, like, actually, let me give a let me give uh, a transition kind of thing. Well, not transition, but say, like, I was to say Drew Brees, uh, since I'm in Louisiana right now, um, is the greatest uh, quarterback of all time. Uh, because he's he broke the stats, he's broken records and everything like that. Well, then, if what hypothetical could you give to that, given the data? Okay, but what's the claim? That he's the uh, greatest quarterback of all time. Okay, so then we would say, well, what if uh, someone defined greatest by a metric that he wasn't good at? Would you still think he's the greatest? Uh, you would have to first give me the metric in which you, you would have to give that to me. In okay, order so me then I would ask you, what metrics do you define great? Um, the stats given and how our quarterback is recorded with this passing, with his yards, with his rushes, and everything like that. Okay. G yeah, and, given with the set standard, basically. And so then I, I would ask, if I found you a person, a quarterback, that was better than Drew B Brees in all those stats, would you then change your mind that Drew Brees is the best quarterback, the greatest? Yes, I would change my mind. Boom. You found the core reason why you think uh, Drew Brees is the greatest quarterback, and that was a hypothetical? It still uses the data, mm -hmm. and and maybe there is that quarterback out there that you just for some reason you it totally your mind just went blank and oh I forgot about this quarterback back in nineteen oh whatever yeah you know so you know we can be wrong we're humans we we're fallible and so that's the but, point of SEs to narrow in yeah but let, no, but now but now let's but, say. But now let's say that there, there is no quarterback. Like the stats are given, it's pr been proven. Uh, you like it's a known fact. There's no change in it. So really, the hypothetical is not really based on anything. It's just a hypothetical, and 
you get, I can simply say, well, there is none because through all the stats and through all the list of every single quarterback there ever was, there is nobody, to, nobody that reaches him. Or, or just, just to be a little bit more in, in favor of Doug's position, not that there's this blanket statement that there is no other quarterback. Mm -hmm. It's now a very high improbability that there is another one. Hmm. Like because, because of the accumulation of the data points. So this goes back again to the whole cosmology discussion we had. But the real issue the real issue is what would change Connor's mind or Hunter's mind uh, <laughs> on it. Sorry, I don't know why I called you Connor. But, I get that a lot actually. <laughs> but but so you could be right, Hunter, that all the stats point to Drew Brees being the best quarter greatest quarterback of all time. And the stats, and if you define greatest by those stats, and if those stats are right, yes, you're done. But the, the question, though, is um, what would change your mind? And I already found it. It is, oh, what if there was another quarterback that had better stats in those categories? Yes, you would change your mind. You now have a marker that what would yeah. change your mind for that deeply held belief. And it doesn't matter. And I, and I think the goal of street epistemology is to find those markers, to critically examine those markers, because... Uh, if you value belief revision, if you value truth, if you want to believe truth, believe true things, then you should have those markers that would change your mind one way or the other. In fact, sometimes you can even use SE to even make you more confident. There's Christians out there who believe for bad reasons. Right. I think all you guys agree with that, right? Yeah, I agree. And so what if I, as an SEer, can help Christians be to believe for better reasons? Well, I believe because I had a, a warm, fuzzy feeling during a Christian rock concert. Wouldn't you want a guy like me to SC that Christian to so show we, them we that that's not like a good them. reason? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, for example, I, I convinced we, Wayne and Hunter and all those guys to believe young creationism. That's, Christians do that, like more, I guess, playing, academic Christians. Actually, and there's another way of putting it. It's called playing devil's advocate. There, that's also right. one. <laughs> yeah. right. But I, so, I really need to go, guys. So. Right, so just real quick, though, I mean, just to clarify, what... So when you come up and ask, I mean, do you honestly expect that some people, because I know people, especially like my folks and stuff, that will want to answer their questions and such, um, but will say that don't stop beating around the bush, be specific. What do you mean? Which belief or like, because you're just simply asking for a generic thing when some people like me could have multiple things that we are just as equally discussing. What you did to me, uh, I have watched a lot of Magna Bosco videos. I've watched almost all of reads. I've never seen that done. I've never seen someone say, yes, I would love to talk about a deeply held belief I have and the reasons for it. And then when you ask which one, they, they are paralyzed and they can't give an answer. I've never seen that happen. Okay. You're the first person I've seen that happen to. And I think I know why. And I think, why? I think because you are trying to to find a way to come back to to push back against the SE to, to have a tactic again. Well, you're, the name of your right. video is that, tactics that, for dealing with it. Like, why do you right. need to deal with it? What's Simple. there to deal with? <laughs> Simple, because the one intention that usually comes about it is that it causes a lot of people to have doubts about their faith and such, the things that they don't have answers to in some of the basic uh, stuff. So that's why we went over the word is tactics. Doubt bad? Not necessarily. The issue about the tactics as you realize is the tactics as in like from Greg Kokel's book. So that's why we went over some of the stuff that it's basically uh, tactics like the Columbo tactic and all that is the solution to uh, some of these things, as well as the other part that is mentioned in tactics is that when someone does what is, you know, basically like the Columbo tactic in uh, uh, street epistemology, don't be afraid to give an answer and such. Um, and is also trying to encourage and promote and sharpen iron, iron sharpening iron of when these certain situations happen. And so that's why we're trying to engage in these kinds of uh, things and that you've been coming on here uh, would help out that bit more. But also at the same time, 
I, I noticed that when we're starting off that, I mean, you just asked a vague uh, question. And while you say that, you know, Anthony and all the mothers, uh, they've never had come across that. That's the thing. That's not a survey of every single individual in America, let alone even let's go to Europe, because I know there's based on the map I saw there's street epistemologists in Europe. There could be people over there that are the kind that I just described earlier that will ask for you to be a bit more specific or what do you want to talk about? Because they honestly don't care uh, what topic, but they will be more than willing as long as you, of course, you also have like your own preference. Yes. Those kinds of people. And if you're saying that, okay, bye, I mean, I'm not going to do what you said that you think I'm trying to run the timer down because face it, not much people will know about the timer if they don't, if you don't mention it, um, that, People are just wanting to be curious, but I could say that for you to just simply say that you're okay, I'm done, or uh, never mind, that could be a sign that okay, you don't want to deal with a certain specific topic or something. And I think that that would sort of be disingenuous for me to just assume that there's sort of a, a cowardice or disingenuousness on your part. That would be disingenuous of me to assume that of you. Um, uh, real, real quick, uh, so when so RC, are you expecting like more like of a conversational form, or are you? Yeah, I would like, expect like that. I hope that I mean, okay. based on what I read from history epistemology, I think that's what the whole purpose was: uh, okay. conversation that, versus debate. Okay, yeah, I've seen that form too, but I think I think the goal is to do an interview. Mm -hmm. So when so if you think about it that way, when you're when you're in an interview, right? You're in a job interview. You wouldn't yep. ask any questions like to see if, well, you would ask maybe at the end a couple. Got to go, guys. I'd right, say like that. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.